Have you found what you're looking for? When you're out in the world and you're, you're doing it your way, have you found what you're looking for? So I want to start by saying this. <clears throat> um, maybe two or three months ago, Sister Sue Jones called and said, asked if we wanted to have dinner with her and Russ. And so Jill and I said, sure. So we met them for dinner. And um, as part of the just general dinner conversation, Russ tells me every year, he charters a boat and goes fishing. Brothers, I'm in the 21st chapter of John. Surprise, surprise. Um, and I'm like, hey, I'd like to do that. I know my son would like to do that. And lo and behold, you know, as the Lord works with us, the last couple of weeks I've been thinking about this chapter and, and uh, not really thinking a lot about Russ had asked me if I wanted to go. And I forgot that. I'm going out on this charter. So I get up at 3.30, I leave the house at four. I am generally not up at those hours in case you wanna know. We're down there at five and the captain says, hey, um, you know, everything's been fished pretty well. So we're going a little farther out, three hours. You mean three hours there and then three hours back? Like, yep. Like, oh, that's a long ways. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of time. We sang that song, uh, the, the, the boys called it this morning, the sea's so great, my boat's so small. I don't know if you've ever been out on the water. Like, wow, is that true? I mean, you feel, even Russ said to me, you feel insignificant, and you do. You feel like, I mean, if something happened, I could wave to that plane. They're never going to see me. You know, you feel totally insignificant uh, from that. And, um, and so that was my adventure from yesterday. I was sore. I was exhausted. And I'll tell you a little bit about some of the fishing as we, we go through um, today. So um, I am in the 21st chapter of John. And what's happening at the beginning of the chapter is Christ has died and resurrected. <clears throat> And um, Mary had seen him, some of the apostles had seen him. But I'll say it this way, it, it sounds like they're flailing a little bit. It's like, oh my gosh, Christ was here, he's gone. Now what do I do? You know, where do I go? What do I do from here? And uh, so what does Peter decide to do? Hey, I'm going fishing. I'm going to go do what I used to do. I'm going to go do what I'm comfortable doing. I'm going to go do what I did in the past. So the second verse of this song, I'm going to read it to you because I know you do not want me to sing it to you. I'm just, as a reminder, it says, Jesus calls, are you sleeping? There's so much to do. It's not the time to be idle. I have a labor for you. If you say that you love me, feed my lambs and my sheep, take the walk on the water, 
take a step on the deep. You know, and as I read the beginning of that chapter, I feel like, you know, maybe that we're going to read a verse two a little bit in that. You know, Peter's kind of in that boat, not in the boat yet, but he's in that thinking. He's like, what do I do? I'm, am I sleeping? I'm just, I mean, I know what to do. You ever kind of been that way in your life where you're just like, I'll say meandering through life and you don't feel like maybe I'm making a lot of progress, maybe naturally and spiritually, right? I want to do X with school and I'm not really preparing for that, right? You know, I'd like to get married, but I haven't asked a girl out on a date, you know, or asked a boy out on a date, you know, from that. Or, gosh, I'd like to read the scriptures from cover to cover, but I haven't even started in Genesis yet. Or First Nephi, from that. I have found myself that way. I mean, I've been baptized a lot of years, but, you know, through the journey, I have found myself sometimes probably sleeping a little bit more, maybe not completely asleep, but sleeping a little bit more. So let's read one of the verses. I'm just, I'm only reading a few verses this morning. I'll start in the third verse and says, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. I don't know what else to do. He's gone. I don't know where my place is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'll do what I know. I'm going fishing. I started out in life as a barber. Trust me, you don't want to come to me for a haircut now. If I say I go a barbering, you do not want to come to me for a haircut. <laughs> Saith unto them, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, we're going to go with you. We go with thee. And they went and they entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught, finish the last word, nothing. They caught nothing. Peter's an experienced fisherman. He did that for a living. It's not like Randy with Russ yesterday. I mean, Russ has been out on many charters. I've been out on a couple. I've hardly caught anything. We had a cabin in Minnesota on a lake. We bought it from this older gentleman. There's this really, really good white fish up there to catch. It's called walleye. It's a very, very good eating fish. We have all these visions of catching all this walleye when we're up there. He had a freezer that we negotiated with the deal. And it was like half full of walleye. I'm like, where do we go? He says, just out about 40 yards and back and you'll catch them. In 14 years, do you know how many walleye I caught? It's a curved number. Zero. <laughs> yes, yeah, Mr. Jen, I'm a really bad fisher person. I caught zero. I don't know. I'm sure I was doing it wrong from there. So we went forth and they entered in the ship immediately and that night and they caught nothing. And you could imagine through the night that they're, they're just waiting, right? They're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, that's us. We're waiting for the Lord. And maybe we're out there fishing. 
Maybe we're out there sleeping a little bit and we're waiting. And maybe we're frustrated because we're like, hey, I've been praying about this and it's not happening. I've been asking the Lord to guide me in my life on a certain issue and nothing is happening. When we were fishing yesterday, I'm pretty sure I know who caught the least amount of fish. You're looking at them. I think I caught one. I caught another one that I couldn't get in the boat and it got off the hook before. And then maybe, maybe I caught two. I don't remember. Guess who caught the most? Yeah, Russ. He's right next to me. He's right next to me. And he caught, I think, uh, Russ, if you're watching, you can correct us. I don't know. He caught the most fish. I'm right next to him. When we took my son Austin fishing for the very first time, we go to this little pond. He's casting. He's catching nothing. The little boy to his left was catching a bunch. So what does Austin do? He stands right next to the boy as if that's going to help. That's not what you're supposed to do with fishing. But in the boat, you're next to each other. See, sometimes that's us, brothers and sisters. You know, sometimes you're me on that boat and you're casting. Well, Russ, what are you putting on the hook? I'm putting the same stuff on the hook. I'm this smelly tasting squid and these dead fish and these live fish and you're catching stuff and I'm not. And sometimes that's like us, brothers and sisters, where, you know, we're like, you know, Lord, I've been praying to you about my issues for a long time. And I see you working with others. I see others, I'll say, having success. I see how you're blessing their life. And, and we can get frustrated with that. We can get down with that. Eventually, Brother Randy did catch a fish. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, it's not our time. It's just not our, we want it to be our time. We want, we're like, hey, Lord, I've been praying to you. I've been fasting. I've been asking. I'm in the boat. I'm trying. I'm fishing. I'm baiting my hook. I'm doing all these things. I'm doing the right things. And the Lord silently is saying, hey, Brother Randy, it's not your time. You know, young people, as you go through life and you go through you know, your time in the church, that's going to happen to you. You're going to be praying about college. You know, you're going to be praying about someone to marry. You're going to be praying about, um, you know, careers. You're going to be praying about offices in the church. And you're going to be thinking, well, why is it happening to someone else, but it's not happening to me? And silently, the Lord is saying, it's not your time, Brother Randy. It's not, keep fishing, keep fishing. Yes, it can be frustrating, brothers and sisters. I, you know, it wasn't a lot of fun for me yesterday to see Russ catch all that fish, and I'm like catching nothing. I just did the same thing you did, Russ. But I wasn't catching it. It may not have been my time from there. And sometimes that happens to us, brothers and sisters. So let's read on a little bit. In the fourth verse, it says, But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. 
<laughs> then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? And they answered, No. And you know, that's us again sometimes, brothers and sisters. We're out there trying. We're out there waiting. We're, and, and Christ is on the seashore and he's saying, have you caught anything yet? Brother Randy, did you catch anything yet? And we're just saying no. Now, it says they didn't even know that was Christ. Maybe they didn't recognize his voice. Maybe they didn't recognize his stature. Maybe they weren't, weren't even thinking about that. And they're like, no. And then he says to them, have you caught any meat? And here's what I love this. He says, and then he said to them, cast your net on the right side, just like we sang, right? Cast your net on the right side of the ship, and then ye shall find. And they cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. See, here's what I read into that, brothers and sisters, is they were in the boat. They were trying. It wasn't happening for them. But yet they were attuned enough to the master. Now, if you're Peter, you are an experienced fisherman, as we said. So some guy, excuse me, I don't mean to say it that way. Someone on the shore tells you, go back out. Go try it again. Wait a minute. That's what I do for a living or did for a living. I know how to fish. And you're going to tell me, go do it again? See, sometimes the Lord's like that with us, brothers and sisters. He's saying, Brother Randy, go try it again. And we need to be as attuned as Peter is to listen. Because it's easy for us to say, wait a minute. I know this isn't the time of day to go back out there. I went when we were supposed to catch the fish. I'm now coming back to shore. Yet they listened. They listen to what the master says. And that was another lesson in this for me, brothers and sisters, was, you know, are we listening to what the master is saying to us? Are we attuned? Are you attuned when you're out there all night long fishing, when you're out there asking the Lord time after time again, maybe you're fasting, maybe you're praying, maybe it's a very important issue in your life. Maybe there's a fork in the road in your life. You're like, Lord, I need your help. And you see him answering your friend or your other sister or your other brother, or you see other things happening in the church. Why not me? He's saying it's not time. But listen to my voice. Because when I tell you it's time, when I whisper that to you, because, Brother Randy, you're going to be different than any other person. And so is Sister Jelsa, and so is Sister Jan, and Brother Ben, and Sister Cece. We're all going to be different. If we're attuned to that voice, and we're willing to then listen, and go back and do it again, the same thing we've just done all night long, then the Lord blesses us. He blesses us with miracles. He blesses us with the things that, that we need. I think I told you this story, 
one time. <clears throat> it's, it's from our church in Nigeria. And there was a blind brother. And they had a conference in Nigeria. <clears throat> and when the conference was over, there was an experience that this blind brother should stay at church. This is how I remember the story. And fast and pray for three days. Do you think he had fasted and prayed before that about being able to see? I'm going to guess yes. Do you think the saints had prayed with him before that? About him and his sight? I'm going to guess yes. But experience came. And he said, I need you to, I want you to stay at the church and I want you to fast and pray for three days. He listened. He didn't need to. There's no one forcing him. There's no one making him come to church. He had done that, I'm sure, time and time again before that, just like Peter fishing at night. He listened. And when he listened, he stayed at church. He fasted and prayed for three days. Do I actually need to tell you what happened after three days? Maybe I won't. I don't think I need to tell you what happened after three days. Do you know what happened after three days? I've told you the story before. He could see. He could see, brothers and sisters. After three days, see, when we can listen to the master, and he tells us, Tom, go do it again. Like, Wait a minute, I've already done that. Go do it again, Brother Randy, go do it again. I just want you to do it one more time. Go back out there. Cast your net on the right side, and I have an abundance for you. I have blessings that you can't contain in your life because I know when the timing is right for you, and I know the blessings. Young people, don't get discouraged by those things. Keep fishing. And when the Lord tells you to cast your net on the right side, you be attuned to listen to that. You be attuned to what he's telling you in your life. When there's that fork in the road in your life, you be attuned to know what direction to take. And then I promise you, when you cast your net on the right side, your nets cannot contain the blessings the Lord have for you. May God bless you. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning. I was touched by our, wor our brother's words this morning, and um, one thing that just really jumped out at me when he was reading the scripture, and it really just pierced me in a way that I hadn't thought of before. And that is, you know, when they went out and they thought that all was lost, what did they, what did they uh, go back to doing? They went back to what was familiar to the flesh. What was familiar to us? Well, I'm, I'm a fisherman. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go back to what I knew. Even though they had followed Christ all this time and they knew, you know, basically what their commission was, and now all of a sudden they're in confusion, and what do they do? Let's go back to what feels natural to us. And what kind of success did they have? None. Okay? But here's the way that I read that. He said, when, when it says Jesus came on the shore, they didn't really recognize him, but he saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? I, I, I want to kind of rephrase that a little bit. Have you found what you're looking for? 
When you're out in the world and you're, you're doing it your way, have you found what you're looking for? And what did they say? No, we have nothing. That's what we are without Christ. We find nothing, brothers and sisters. When we try to do it our way, we can't find what we're looking for because there is nothing without Christ. And how many times do we do that, brothers and sisters? We try to plan the steps of our life after what we think is best for us. This is what I'm familiar with. This is what I think that I need to do. This is the direction that I know that my life will be happier. Or this is the thing that I think that I need to do in order to progress to the next step or the next stage in my career. Or this is what I need to do to find a companion. And I'm going to do it my way. And you, yet we still come up empty inside. You might find some natural success in those things, but at the end of the day, you're still going to find yourself with nothing. You're going to find yourself empty, still searching. Lord, why can't I find happiness? Why can't I find what it is that I'm looking for? And then he comes and whispers to us, have you found it yet? If you're doing it without Christ, you will not find it, brothers and sisters. How many times have we heard testimonies of those with success? And what do they say? When I was at the pinnacle, I was at my lowest. Even though it seems like you've got it all put together, inside you say, well, I'm here. I've arrived at what I'm looking for. I've arrived at what I've tried to accomplish. And yet they find themselves at their lowest point down in the valley. Why is it I can't find success? Why inside? Why can't I? What is this emptiness that I'm feeling? And Christ is saying, now would you like to try it my way? Cast your net on the right side. You know, they could have laughed at that and said, we, really? We've been out here all night. We haven't caught a single thing. You think that just moving to this other side of the boat, like Brother Randy said, just moving one step closer, you know, to, to someone, is that going to change the outcome? And what happens when we listen to what Christ's direction is in our life? He blesses us to overflowing. They couldn't even pull up the nets. Do you want that kind of blessing in your life? Do you want the Lord to be the one to give you what he knows is best for you? Because we always think that we know best. I know what's best for me. And Christ is saying, oh, I've got something so much better. If you see it through my eyes. Recently, we took a trip up to Blue Ridge, Georgia. Beautiful trip. And I uh, say this not to uh, chastise any of my family members, but just as, <laughs> just as a means of an example. You know, we uh, went on this hike, and uh, it was on, uh, there, there was this beautiful waterfall. And it's an intense hike to get to the top of this, the pinnacle of this waterfall. Uh, but along the way, there's these lookout points. And if you get to these different points, you can see it in greater and greater magnitude. And, uh, you know, because of, you know, physical limitations, not everyone was going to go the distance, okay? So they got to this first lookout point, and we had gone a little higher and then realized we, we wanted to actually take this more scenic route. So we came back down, and then we wanted to go up another way. But the second lookout point was so much more magnificent than the first. The first one, you could see like a little, you know, kind of babbling brook, a little bit of a waterfall, but it, it wasn't anything too awe-inspiring. But the, if you just went up a little bit farther, oh my goodness, it opens up and you, you're just looking at this majestic sight and, and it was just mind-blowing. Mind and I thought to my, you know, and as we came down, we saw the rest of 
those who didn't follow us, and we said, you just got to go up a little bit farther. You, you're, it's going to take your breath away. You just got to go a little bit farther. But you know what? They were content where they were. They said, I think we've gone far enough. <laughs> you know, so they didn't want to go any farther. But you know what? When the Lord tells us, this is what I have for you, and we say, I'm content where I am because I think this is what's best for me. Why are we robbing ourselves of those greater blessings? Just go a little bit higher. Like that song says, don't be, don't be satisfied with the scrubs on the lowland. He has so much for, more for us on the mountaintop. Just go a little bit higher because until we see it for ourselves, we're not going to know exactly what the Lord has for us. If we're just willing to step out on faith, just like they had to do, cast your net on the right side. They could have said, we've been fishing all night. It's not going to make a difference. But when they were able to put faith into that and they cast their nets, he blessed them to overflowing. Amen? That's what he can do for us in our life. All we need to do is trust that the Lord's plans are better than my plans. The Lord's plans are better than your plans, brothers and sisters. Whatever you see that your life is going, whatever plans it is that you think that you need and you think you need to have, I guarantee you that with Christ, it's going to be better. And sometimes we rob ourselves of that. Why? Because we say, I'm not so sure that the Lord wants me here and this is where I want me. But guess what? That's the enemy whispering in your ear, your way is better. Your way is better. You're not gonna, you're not gonna see success with Christ. You know, he's gonna want to limit you, but this is what you want to do, so you go after it. But brothers and sisters, he's gonna come to the, we're gonna all gonna come to a day where Christ is still standing there beckoning us on the shore. Have you any meat? Have you found what you're looking for? And oh, woe unto us if we can say, no, we still haven't found it. We've tried it all, but we still haven't found it. But you will find it with Jesus Christ. May God bless you.